Make no mistake, we're doing a show without Dan. I think Jason Snell should work for Apple. <laughs> oh, please, go on. I want to hear more about this. I think he's smart enough to work for Apple. <laughs> okay. Um, most of us aren't. Is that... But I don't know if you saw this whole thing, but I'm, he's he's on more podcasts than I am, which is really saying something. I think he was on Upgrade, but who knows? On some podcast recently, he was talking about this notion that if uh, Face ID really comes to the iPhone, that the iPhone could, in theory, automatically silence alerts when you're looking right at it because you would see them come in and wouldn't need the noisy stuff. Oh, yeah. And somebody digging through the... Uh, firmware that we talked about last week said oh yeah there's a thing in the firmware to do exactly that <laughs> it totally does that <laughs> um and that's that is not a feature that i would have come up with huh. and it's a feature that you have to be creative to think about right and jason did so i think yeah. you should go work for apple on the product team well it's a little late now they have that product already oh right yeah, yeah too late forget it right apple right. if you're yeah. listening don't hire <laughs> given that you're listening don't bother hiring jason because you're you've got because you've already got it covered yeah <laughs> No, I'm sure, yeah, no. Once you, once you come up with one idea like that. Oh, all right. There you go. Okay, so yeah. hire him again. Yeah. Listen, if you're still right. listening. Hire him back. <laughs> later in the show, Apple, I will tell you how to hire. They've, right hired, <laughs> They've hired and fired Jason about five times now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't know that Jason wants to go to work. I don't know that Jason wants to go work at Apple. But. You don't think so? If Apple came to Jason, how about this? Well, if Apple came to John Moltz's door and said, we'd like you to come work on the product team, just ideas. You'd be like, nah, pass. <laughs> um, I'd have to move. That to me is the big bummer. Yeah. So I'm. I don't know. I maybe maybe this is breaking news. I don't really remember. There was a time. I mean, breaking news from years ago. There was a time when I worked at MacWorld. I don't think I've ever talked about it publicly. When Apple did reach out to me, I was like, "Hey, do you want to come work for us on the editorial team?" And I was like, "Maybe." And they were like, "All you have to do is move to Cupertino." And I was like, "Yeah, no, that's yeah." Yeah, I did have I had somebody at Apple suggest that I go work for them at one point, but not like, you know, it did not get very far. It was not an offer or anything like that. It was like, hey, you should come work here. Um, mm, and, you I should. Said, and I said, would I have to move to Cupertino? And this person said, well, yeah. And I said, well, no. <laughs> when you say this person, is it Phil? <laughs> it is a person who works at Apple. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a denial, <laughs> listeners. If you're paying close attention. Well, you not can't deny. Not. See, then if I say it's not Phil, then you know, then it narrows it down to somebody else. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's true. And I know so many people. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you have things you want to talk about, but I had one other topic I wanted to bring up with you. Besides, yeah, are we Jesus done? Nell, are we, is that... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, go ahead. No, I mean, I have a few things we could talk about, but uh, please. I have one guy English. You remember guy, <laughs> the third host of this show. By the way, we're missing one. We don't know what happened, but. Right. Uh, Guy, Guy English had tweeted or maybe retweeted uh, a guy named Ben Lockman, who was announcing his project Glow today, which is a, a Kickstarter for a, a hardware device that sits in your home. Uh, you attach something to your electric meter, like you don't even have to hook up anything. You have to know, like it literally just kind of sits near your electric meter, and then it can use. I don't know, science, magnets, electricity, something to monitor the electric usage in your home and offer advice on, hey, you're using more power than usual right now, and it glows different colors based on your electric use. Something that a person who loves thinking about electricity consumption as much as I do, which is a sick amount, I was super interested. And so I went to the Kickstarter, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to 
I'm going to just pre-order it now before I read anything because I know it's cancelable. And it was one of those fa- fancy Kickstarters where, like, if you're one of the first 150 people, you can get it for super cheap. And then if you're the next ones, you have to pay more. And I hate that. Right. So I just ordered it. And then I looked, and it was like, your electric box has to be four feet from any other electric thing because <laughs> that's how it reads the electric waves. Right. And so I... And electric waves, probably not the right term. But so I was like, I wonder how close the solar inverters are to my electric box. Mm. Uh, the answer is one centimeter. <laughs> so then I canceled my <laughs> Kickstarter pre-order back end. Huh. But I urge you to check it out. Glow. The Twitter account is Meet Glow. So yes. that's the easiest way to find it. But yeah. it, was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I got an email. I got an email thing about this somehow. I don't even know why, but I got an email thing. I get, I get a lot maybe, of emails. Maybe because I backed it, and so you got the Kickstarter no, email. No, I didn't get. Backed. No, I don't think I. It wasn't that. Your kind friend of, unbacked this twelve minutes later. <laughs> I don't think that they don't they don't do that. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, uh, I don't. I, I feel like we are on like a, just like a steady, constantly using as much as possible. Um, so <laughs> I'm not sure if it would work for us, but um, it's a cool idea. I um, I, there's another product that I've looked at that's in the same space, but maybe a little bit more complicated to install, which is called Sense. Uh, they're literally sense.com. Um, and I, uh, because I was like all set to pre-order this other thing because it looks so smart, now I'm thinking about the sense again. And the sense like actually has to hook into your circuit breaker. Mm-hmm. And it can eventually learn, I believe, um, what kinds of devices you have. Like your refrigerator is using more electricity than usual. Or somebody left on the lights upstairs. <laughs> like it can get that smart, which is pretty impressive. Just based on, I think, you training or something. I'm not an expert. But anyway, right. if you, if you, dear John, or other dear listeners, have great <laughs> suggestions on devices that can monitor your home's electric usage, I'm clearly in that market, and I didn't even know. Huh. I think I told this story on the other podcast, and I think it was mm-hmm. when you were away. Um, but Oh, so it's new to me. Yes, I think <laughs> it's new to you. Um, but uh, our when we moved into this house, our uh, circuit breaker, or, yeah, circuit breaker, um, the previous house we actually had fuses, so I sometimes mix I mix those two things up. Got it. Um, the circuit breaker box was outside the house. <laughs> it was That's on the, fun. It was on the wall outside the, <laughs> on the outside of the house, which was very strange. Yes, um, you know it's like it, literally anybody could walk up <laughs> and just like <laughs> flip the electricity off. <laughs> <laughs> Did you and, move it? And it was yeah, we we moved it inside. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it, it was like covered. It I think it was actually when we moved in the house, there was a huge vine on that side of the house. And I think it was possible that it was like covered or at least like obscured by the vines. Um, but uh, but is that a complicated job to move a circuit? Oh, I didn't panel? do it. Somebody did. I know. It. But like, did, did it take was it a one day job? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because like in theory, they have to shut off all the power. <laughs> yeah. And then well, yeah. It. Yeah. They did have to do That's, that. Uh, yeah, I would imagine so. It feels like it would be dangerous to move while still powered. It certainly would have been like if it was on the outside of the house. I think that that um, that dev- that glow device would probably not have any problem with any other. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> interference with any other electric. electric I um, device. you know, I, for years I used to have to call electricians whenever I needed anything done, like a light switch or an outlet or whatever. And then a friend was like, "Stop calling an electrician. Like, watch a YouTube video yeah. and learn how to do this." And so yeah. I did. And then I had the friend who suggested I do this is an electrical engineer, and his father was an electrician. And there was a time I was working on a, a three-way light switch, um, the only three-way I've ever been a part of, by the way. Mm. And so <laughs> I'm working on the light switch, and I had just a question because the the new switch reversed the position of two wires. I wanted to make sure that it didn't matter if 
the one wire was in a different place now. And I call up my friend, and he's like, actually, I have no idea, but my dad, the electrician, is here, so let me <laughs> have you ask him. And so I talked to him, and he's like, no, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but then the father's like, let me ask you this. Did you uh, shut off the power to the switch before you started working on it? Like, yes, yes, I did. Larry <laughs> taught me well. And he's like, you know how I used to do it? And I was like, nope. And he's like, well, whatever I was working on the switches in my house, in any job that I did, I would just short it right from the spot because then I didn't have to find it on the circuit breaker. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can't possibly be the safest or smartest way to do it, but it did seem like incredibly efficient. Oh, let me just yeah, short right, right. So I don't you don't have to, have to go all the way down to the basement. Breaker. Exactly. And like, and a lot of times, like, it's guesswork, too, because yes, I mean, things were labeled, labeled when we moved in, but they were they many of the rooms were mislabeled. Mm-hmm. Well, I did have a project when we first moved in where I went through and tested every single one, one by one, and made our own labels. Yeah. Still, that's a pain. I, that's still it a pain. Can't be one hundred percent accurate. But, oh, but if you do it, yeah. you do it at the beginning. That's much. That's much easier when people yeah. aren't relying on it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're doing it when it's not in need, yes, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. So what's on your mind, John Moltz? You said you had things to talk about. Um, well, We've someone, uh, Blake, in our we have a we have a Slack. I don't know if anybody realizes this, but we have a Slack, which is part of the uh, turning this car around um, Slack Empire. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, th- I, I forget how you can get into the Slack. <laughs> John Armstrong can get you into the Slack. So if you want to get into the Slack, you can you can uh, you can add him on. Um, Twitter, I suppose, and and he'll Blurred. work it out. He'll work it out with you. But um, uh, Blake in the Slack um, posted this uh, piece on um, the no GPS road trip. Mm, I, don't know if you saw I that. did not read it yet because yeah. I'd be terrified to not use a GPS because I'm so <laughs> bad at directions. Well, it's you know it's one of those. Things, I mean, it's like it's one of those rough. You know, you can do it. You know, like people who try to use like a an OS nine Mac or something like that for for a, like a week. Which, by the way, I think somebody did like in the last few years and and lasted like 24 hours. Um, so it can be, you know, it can be done and in a way it's kind of interesting. It's, and it's can be kind of, I mean, I think the kind of the take here is that it was kind of fun and relaxing in a way because he had to stop and ask for directions. And interestingly enough, people weren't like weirded out as to why he was asking for directions. They were just like, they just tried to help him. So the opposite of what I think of as relaxing, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I don't feel like that either, but I think if you're maybe a little bit more of a, of an extrovert, maybe it's, um, maybe it's a good thing. Let's go deep on Lex Friedman for a second. Cause this is what the listeners are here for. John (laughs) summer of sophomore year. Uh, I guess during sophomore year in college, um, uh, a Brandeis alum who comes to the college every year to speak at the Career Center, or at least they did then, who was a movie producer in Hollywood, really a TV movie producer, but that makes him sound much less impressive, because it is much less impressive. <laughs> uh, but he would come to Brandeis once a year and talk to students and say, anybody who wants to be an intern, apply. And so like 200 students came, about half of them applied, and he took two interns. And it happened to be me and my then-girlfriend, now-wife, Lauren. <laughs> and so <laughs> we... We're like, all right, we're going to go to L.A. for the summer. And we drove across the country using a AAA uh, triptych, <laughs> which sucked so bad. I, are you familiar with those things? No, the no. Old, no it's, explain these, what These are is. the old AAA. You could go to the, the AAA and get the uh, you know the American Automobile Association. Yeah. Um, of which I'm no longer a member because I'm no longer an automobile. But they, you know, they give you a book that's like, or or a series of books that have maps, and like you flip yeah. the page when you get to the end of that map, and it's yes. like it's like a okay. paper GPS. Yeah, I think we had one. We had one of those, and, and maybe it's not for the specific AAA, route yeah. that you need, right? Like you tell them, I'm going from here to here, and they print up one that's specifically for you as part of your membership. So we do that to get across the country. Now we're in LA. We're working at this crappy now defunct TV movie studio. And we were, 
interns of all kinds of things. I got to, I actually wrote a part of a treatment that became part of the script, and it was like, that was good. The part that was less good was we were runners a lot of the time. Like, hey, take this script oh, yeah. to this actor's house or to this director's house or whatever. My wife has an incredible sense of direction, one of Lauren's many quality features, an incredible sense of direction. I do not. And in L.A., as some of you may know, they use a thing called the Thomas Guide, or they did in the pre-iPhone era. And the Thomas Guide is like an atlas of all the shitty streets in L.A. And they'd be like, here's where you're going. Use the Thomas Guide to find it. I'm not a guy who reads maps great when I'm sitting stationary. I was really bad at it while driving the car. And I would just get, like, hopelessly lost. And we didn't have cell phones <laughs> at this point. Yeah. And I would get lost. I would have to stop again and again to get directions. Be like, oh, you got to just take the four or five. And I had no idea what they're talking about. I'm trying to write it down with it. Like, it was the most stressful thing. It almost eventually cost my then not existent marriage because like i was like lauren this is so easy for you do more than your fair share because i can't handle it. like i'm coming back drenched in sweat and tears and angst like please don't make me do this one and she's like no it's your turn you have to go to the far away one uh, and it was awful so i just want to say i am so great you have yeah. no idea i cannot overstate how much better my life is because gps devices exist yeah i agree i mean i That's agree i would not i would not do this <laughs> Yeah. I see. I see no good real. I mean, I mean, other than writing an article about it for Popular Mechanics, I see no good reason to do it. Um, yeah, I would do it if I was getting paid and I knew it had a fine end date. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, the fact that this stuff exists is is, is a boon to society as a, as a whole, and um, and people should uh, not put it away. Uh, just for random reasons, like nostal- either nostalgia reasons or sort of the, the 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 Boy Scout feeling of like trying to be able to do something like that yourself because I just don't yes. think you should have to. <laughs> I'm with you. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, John, but I have a new car and it has built-in Google Maps. Uh-huh. And I find that very exciting because I always, if my car had a built-in GPS of any kind, would not use it because Google Maps is better. Although I know this leads nicely. Did you have a bad experience with Google Maps recently? <laughs> I, I did not. Yeah. Um, thank you for noticing. Did but Mrs. Um, Moltz? Yes. Uh, so she was up in, happened to be up in Seattle yesterday and uh, was using Google Maps and um, happened to, you know, the thing to like, take a right turn take a right turn take, you know right turn coming up take take this right turn right now and uh, so she takes the right turn and woo gets pulled over immediately uh because uh, it was an illegal it was an illegal right turn um i guess i don't was maybe it was on a one way street that doesn't Are seem like are you sure I she's think not she bullshitting you i think like, she maybe she's uh, made it up um let me let me go back to the source material but um i'm pretty sure that that's what it was uh now did the police officer say this happens all the time or anything like no, we, he as matter, have no, as a matter of fact, he said, he said that um, there were three signs leading up to this that said, do not take a right turn. <laughs> 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 yeah, turning right where Google told me to turn right. Um, so she got a ticket for 138 bucks. Uh, she should write to Google. I'm sure they'll take care of that for her. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, All she that, has to do is give them unfettered access to her inbox. Sure. You know, well, I think that's probably already done, whether she knows it, <laughs> whether she knows it or not. Um, but so you're an Apple Maps guy. You're, you're all I, yeah. I mean, I just I don't. I mean, I think I do have Google Maps installed. Okay, I mean, I, you know, but they both screw up. I mean, Apple Maps is sending the. So uh, I want to say it was like over a year ago. We were in your fair state, and uh, we were driving up. Uh, uh, what's the toll the one? New Jersey Turnpike. New Jersey or, Turnpike is the toll one, yeah. right? Or is the Garden State? Are they both tolls? I can't remember. No, one of I, can, I honestly I can never remember. Isn't that, I thought the Garden State Parkway? Isn't the Garden State Parkway the one where you pay to get on and off? 
Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I guess it must have been the turnpike um, because, it, you know, she kept saying, stay left, stay left, stay left. So I stayed left and I zoomed right past the toll booth um, nice. and and into the, the commuter like, you know, oh, you have an easy pass. No, I didn't have an easy pass because I didn't pay for it on the rental car. And so uh, I got a ticket for for 40 bucks. And of course, the rental car company charges you a convenience fee of like $20, $20. Yes, because it's, you know, I'm sure it totally costs them $20 to pass that along to me. <laughs> um, so that was that was 60 bucks. Thanks to Siri. Man, so it's man. not to say, you know, it's not to say that it doesn't happen. But I mean, but I think a lot of people just assume that Google Maps works perfectly. And that is not necessarily that you're, you are correct that it is not always correct the thing that i wish that both of them made it easier even if it was only for personal use to say hey this place i go to a lot you get slightly wrong like mm-hmm. my house my, my in-laws house uh all mapping services thinks is like nine houses away from where it is it's not a problem like once you're there i know where their house is on their street but it's just dumb and it's like you have to hit cancel because if you forget to hit cancel and your phone's in your pocket then it's like still on because it thinks you haven't quite arrived mm-hmm. you're still six houses away um and my house it thinks is on the corner but my house is not in the corner it's the second house i don't know it's just dumb like again it doesn't matter yeah. but it's annoying i would like to change it yeah um the thing that i actually the reason i default to google maps and every time there's an iOS update, I try Apple Maps again. But I really like the search in Google Maps. Like I can put in the place name and it definitively knows what I want every time. And I feel like I don't have that experience with Apple Maps. So it's mm-hmm. less about the navigation, more about the ease. Because I don't know the address necessarily. Like just today I had to go to the DMV and I have no idea where it is. <laughs> and so I put in, it's in New Jersey, it's called the Motor Vehicle Commission. So I put in MVC and like Google Maps was like ready to go. I like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. I like that. I th- can't remember which one she was using, but uh, she also said the, the other day she was uh, she was going someplace and she has often has to go like interview these people for her job um, out at their houses or whatever. Um, and she was going to this place and um, she gets the, the GPS system takes her fairly close and then says, now park your car and get out and walk 400 yards. <laughs> She's like, no. <laughs> that's not right and i think she managed to re reroute it or something like that and get, and you know like got to the doorstep but it was like <laughs> instead of taking her to the doorstep she was like walk through this field <laughs> you're on the other side <laughs> now just so walk to, the rest of the way just to speak to how bad i am at navigation I use the GPS every time I go to the DMV because I go like once every three years and I don't remember exactly where it is. Every time I'm like, you know, I'm pretty sure that both map apps take me like right there, but then they tell you to turn right and you should turn left and there's no entrance there. And I'm like, this time I'm going to get it right. And as I'm getting closer, I'm like, wow, it's going to have me turn the correct direction. But no, it had me turn the wrong fucking direction again <laughs> and I had to turn around to go to the entrance. Yeah. So I'm very dumb and bad at direction. <laughs> but you know what I'm not dumb at, John? You're going to tell me, aren't you? I'm not dumb at hiring. And if you're hiring... My phone is ringing right as I start to read this ad. Let's hang up on whoever it is. <laughs> but but you're hiring. Yeah. Well, that's how fast they apply. I didn't even post yet. <laughs> uh, but if you are hiring, do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Because finding great talent can be tough, unless you look on this here podcast. Thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just a single click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. 
In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, my listeners and John's can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. All you have to do... Check this out. We have a brand new URL from ZipRecruiter. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash rebound. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash rebound. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash rebound. Thanks, ZipRecruiter. I do think it's interesting, though, how we, I mean, we, you're, you're significantly younger than me, but um, we, we, still, <laughs> we still are both um, old enough I mean, well old enough to remember like, <laughs> like driving around before GPS stuff. And I, I think we're starting to get to the point where like enough, like a, there are adults now who don't really remember that. Right. And it's so easy to immediately take for granted. I have to tell you to, to do a crossover between this and the other show. Talk about dads for a minute. <laughs> the best thing besides my, like, like I used to be so stressed whenever I drove anywhere by myself. Cause again, I'm really, really bad at it. Uh, not at the driving part, but the directions part. Um, my father gives the world's most annoying directions. And the fact that I no longer ever had to ask him for directions is so great because he, he can't just say, Hey, go on, you know, the turnpike and then take exit 87. He'll say like, go on the turnpike. You're going to pass the billboard for Chili's. You're going to pass the farm that looks a bit like a thimble. <laughs> then you're going to go past this street, this street, this street, and this street. And it's like, it's insane. And then he'll be like, when you take the exit, note that there's a low shoulder there. And he's writing this all down. <laughs> so I would literally hide in the car. When, like I would leave, drive a couple minutes away, and then pull over and copy down just the important parts of the directions because I would get so stressed out trying to read them while driving to find <laughs> the actual things I cared about. It used to make me so mad. Anyway, I'm flawed. Yeah. <laughs> I. And I, I, I can remember like driving across the country without, without either, I mean, well, without GPS and without a cell phone, which, yes. um, and I can remember being in driving through like Montana, Wyoming or Montana. And it, you know, and I was driving Six by myself. One. And so it was like late, it was late at night. I mean, it could have been after midnight for all I remember. Um, but it was definitely very dark. And I remember literally seeing a tumbleweed go across the, <laughs> across the highway and not, and thinking, I have not seen like another headlight for like five minutes yeah. and, and thinking I should stop at the next, <laughs> at the <laughs> next town <laughs> and sleep because it's not, you know, this oh, is, man. this is the, like the start of every, um, uh, moody drifter horror, horror movie I've yes. ever seen. So the, um, there was a time in college and I think cell phones at this point existed cause I got my cell phone. I mean, cell phones existed, but cell phones became affordable and reasonable when I was in my, sophomore year of college because that's when i finally bought one but um i think it was it could only do local calls <laughs> <laughs> cell phones have come a long way uh i don't know if our listeners know that but it's true <laughs> but um a friend calls me a sweet mate of mine actually calls me up and he's like lex do you have jake's number and i'm like yeah why And he's like well first of all by the way the college had a number you could dial and dial spell anybody's name or just call them so why he had to call me is beyond me um but he do you have jake's number yeah why do you need it well Humor magazine is having a scavenger hunt, and we need a fourth person for our team. So I was going to ask Jake, and I'm like, Eli, you're an asshole. I'll be your fourth person. <laughs> He's like, Oh, great idea. So we join it, and we get. I, I join the team, and we look at the scavenger hunt. It's like it's a it's a two day scavenger hunt situation over the weekend, and 
you can get like a lot of points. I went to school in outside Boston. You can get a lot of points for a picture of your team by the, the Welcome to New Hampshire sign. So we drive to New Hampshire and take a picture by the Welcome to New Hampshire sign. And then we're like, wow, you can get 10,000 points if you take a picture of your team by the Welcome to Canada sign. And then it took about one minute of deliberation. We said, yeah, we should do that too. We had no map and no GPS. We literally got on the highway and followed any sign that said north, figuring <laughs> that we would eventually get to Canada. It worked. Um, we get to the border crossing patrol situation and they're like what are you here for and they see you know four college idiots in the car uh <laughs> other items on the list included like crotchless underwear and we had gone to eli's house i'm gonna because eli didn't invite me first i will tell this story publicly we'd gone to eli's house because he lived nearby in boston and he shows his mom's list and she's like oh i have crotchless underwear and um <laughs> it was one of the worst moments of eli's life but so he's a rabbi um but so we say we're here to take a picture of ourselves by that side and the guard's like, no, <laughs> no, you can't come. Like, in. What do you mean? He's like, he's like, you can come, but you're not just gonna, you're not gonna just go to that side. Like, you got to do something. You came all the way to Canada. You should do something. And we're like, okay, what do we do? And he's like, you should go to Montreal. And we're like, how do we get there? And he's like, follow the signs from Montreal. <laughs> and that's what we did. Uh, we huh. came in second in the uh, in the scavenger We got a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you remember a lot about this story. I can see how you remember. You definitely remember the crashless panties part. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. There's no, there's every, no every way. You, there's no Eli. way you would forget that. I, but that would be, to yeah. me that would be the, like the that would be the story that that's the nut that's <laughs> the real <laughs> the <laughs> nut graph of this story. Well, I'm not going to get into what happened in Montreal, but it was an experience, and <laughs> we stayed up all night because we were far too poor to get a room, and then we had to drive back. It was great. And for that, of course, we just followed the sign south. Yeah. Sort of related to this this piece was um, the thing in the Wall Street Journal about millennials um, not knowing that you can get free TV with an antenna. Did <laughs> I you did see, see that? that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, you know, I can understand why that would happen. Yeah. I mean, because nobody, I, I, I mean, very yes. few, very few people do that. I mean, the kind of people who do that are going to be like they're, their grandparents or their great grandparents <laughs> and they probably don't sit around talking with their grandparents about you know technology and how they um how they do get things done that much and the truth is at least in a lot of places you can't get that many channels with an antenna like where i live i looked at it to get an over-the-air antenna for like high def channels and like i could get two channels maybe <laughs> Yeah, well, we get we get actually a fair amount. I actually I do have a a digital because when we discontinued cable, um, I made sure Cut that, that old that cord. In case, you know, in case, yeah, in case like I wanted to watch baseball or something, you know, whatever. Um, and I we hardly hardly ever use it. Uh, we do use it um, like sometimes for for sports. And that's that's about it. But uh, yeah, that's actually one of the reasons I um, I don't cut the cord is one because every time we try every couple of years the cable company's like we'll charge you less if you keep it than if you cancel it <laughs> right <laughs> um uh truly we'll give you this free sack of cocaine <laughs> i always know my cancellation day because it happened i post about it every year and it's always on valentine's day so i know that like come february that's when i call the cable company and say okay i want to cut it and they're like no don't um <laughs> but all the options that i can get because of where i live in new jersey would give me if I can get local channels from a streaming service of some sort, it's New York local, and I want Philadelphia local for football. And oh, so yeah. that's right. that's the key motivator for me. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, is there an ready? is there an NFL um like uh thing like the MLB thing where you can just watch? Not like yet. App? I think it's inevitable. Okay. 
Um, I have to be a little bit careful because we just made a deal with the NFL, so I okay. don't know <laughs> how deep to go. Uh, I'm fine saying all that, but they don't have an app. I wouldn't be shocked if one day they did. I have no inside information, to be clear. Um, but they do this stuff with, you know, Sunday Ticket with DirecTV, and then you can get Sunday Ticket if you don't have DirecTV, if you are in certain situations. Um, I don't have either of those options. <laughs> but I, you have to imagine that one day they will. The problem is NFL games are so valuable. Right. Like, the networks pay so much. They, yeah. they don't want to yeah. don't want to hurt that. Right. Can't Plus, blame ba- them. Baseball, baseball games are a dime a dozen. Exactly. Yeah. And there, there are dozens every few minutes. Right. <laughs> um, uh, by the way, if you want to know why, like you, you see professional athletes sometimes going into the game or leaving the game and they look so good. I'm guessing it's because they're in Indochino suits. <laughs> because a made-to-measure suit fits so much better than a generic off-the-rack suit. No famous athlete is wearing an off-the-rack suit. Uh, I own an Indochino suit. This week we had a board meeting and I wore my Indochino suit. And uh, one of these, uh, one of the trustees of the company was like, hey, that is a sharp looking suit. And I was like, they're a podcast advertiser. <laughs> and it went very well. Indochino is making it easy to get a perfectly tailored suit. <laughs> did you suit give him, did you give him the code? Price. I did, yes. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to buy one. You can choose from hundreds of top quality fabrics and personalize your suit just the way you want it, whether it's for work or another special occasion like a wedding. Don't forget it's summertime. Lots of weddings happening. You should get a suit. Indochino has suited up hundreds of thousands of men and are now the largest made-to-measure menswear brand in the world. I would even say the universe. Visit Indochino.com or drop by one of their nine American showrooms, nine North American showrooms. Pick from hundreds of fabrics and patterns. Choose your customizations from lapels to pleats to jacket linings and more. Submit your body measurements and then kick back relax, and get ready to step into the best, most stylish suit you have ever worn just four weeks later. This week, our listeners can get any premium Indochino suit for just a million dollars. No, it's worth it, but no. It's just $379 at Indochino.com when you enter the code REBOUND at checkout. That is 50% off the regular price for a made-to-measure premium suit. Plus, shipping is free. That's Indochino.com, promo code REBOUND for any premium suit for just $379 and free shipping. You will never have to worry about badly fitting suits or expensive trips to the tailor again. Get ready to look like a million bucks. Uh, True story. When I was at this thing, I stayed overnight in a hotel, had my Indochino suit with me on the Indochino hanger that it came on. Then I was packing up my garment bag, and I accidentally stepped on the hanger and broke it. And I actually liked that Indochino hanger so much that when I brought it home, I taped it back together versus putting the suit on a different hanger. I just like the big, thick Indochino hanger, so I fixed it. Hmm. True fact. Huh. Yeah, you know. Okay. The rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of stories, I didn't uh, – I sent you guys this picture. I think this had happened prior to last week's episode, but uh, we didn't end up discussing it. But my wife right. somehow damaged her – I, we didn't discuss this, right, on the show. We did think. not discuss yeah. it. No, we only talked about it. Ourselves. She somehow damaged the screen of her her Apple Watch. Um, and I like that you're blaming her. It's not that something went wrong, but that she did. <laughs> well, she's hard on things, um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. She and I, you know, because of Craig Hockenberry, I regularly uh, uh, told her that she could you, she could wear it swimming if she wanted to. Um, and so she wore it. She's worn it swimming, uh, and and had been to the wave pool like possibly that day or the day before. Um, and then she also used like some cleaner thing to clean the screen, um, which I was thinking maybe I've actually been the problem, but what it, regardless of the problem, basically if you know, you take it in and it's, it's out of warranty and it's, it's 200 bucks to fix it, which they price, um, purposely I brilliantly I think, yes. <laughs> at that, at that particular price point, because a refurbished one is like 230 yeah. So, and a refurbished, then that's a refurbished um, 
series one. one? Yeah, Yeah, instead of a series zero, which is what this one is. So it would be a slightly faster processor. Um, Did she do it? No, we're still trying to figure out. And and so she she decided not to do it. And then she and then like the minute she left the uh, the Apple store, that news broke of uh, possible um, cell cellular cellular (laughs) watches coming. That's the thing I have no need for. Do, Do you or she have need for that? Like, are you runners or something? She does run. Yeah. Um. I don't I, I don't really have a need for that. Um, I would rather have one that looked a little better <laughs> but and did not have cellular. Yeah. Um, I mean, it might be nice was, occasionally, but I, I don't I don't really need have a need for it. But she I was she would love if it. She if she had a stopgap option of using a different face. That well, actually, that's what we did. That's exactly it. It took us this long to, to, to sit down and have a discussion about it. But that's exactly what we did last night. And I said, well, just flip to like one of the. Because the only one that that works, because it's actually gr- the spot. So there's just, just this blank spot on it now that doesn't yeah. um, have anything, and it's actually grown a little bit since uh, <laughs> since it happened. And Still have I actually? <laughs> I think I think it's stopped now, but uh, it takes up a it takes up at least a quarter of the screen, I would say. Wow. So the only one that works is like one of the picture ones where the the time is at the bottom. So she's still she's back wearing it again um, now that she can actually see the. And the thing is, the thing she uses it frequently to find her phone in the house because she's constantly mm. just leaving her phone lying around and has and then doesn't, you know, wanders off and doesn't remember where it is. So she, <laughs> she, con- she constantly uses that feature. It so, is a good feature. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, my phone is always in my pocket, but, um, mm. women's clothes Even don't, don't women's clothes often do not have pockets. So it's true. Uh, thanks society. She does not. Yeah. yeah well, thanks a lot. Sexist clothing makers. Um, my wife had a technical problem recently too. And I want to tell you the exact name of it. But so I was I stayed overnight in New York for this work event, and my wife texts me and says, "I have malware in my computer. I shut it down to try to disrupt it from installing, and I don't know what I should do next." And I said, "Leave it off until I get home." <laughs> and she said, "Yes, it's called Django Ram. J A N G O R A M." Uh, uncle- it's a Trojan. Unclear on how she got it, whether she installed something or one of the kids did, because the kids also have accounts on her machine. Um, everybody clears out the downloads list in Safari pretty uh, religiously here because they're crazy. So I couldn't even see what they had downloaded to install that did this. But basically, it's one of these things that um, installs a bunch of extra apps whenever installing what you wanted to install and resets your browser's homepage and mm-hmm. default search mm-hmm. engine and things to all their stuff. And she actually did turn it off mid it's doing its thing. So it, it wasn't as bad in quotes as it could be. It's really not that big a deal because it was fairly easy to clear out. I Googled a couple different sites on what do I have to get rid of? And there's, you know, some P list files and some apps, whatever. But the main thing you could ignore most of it and just change the, um, the default searches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that it does that's super shitty is it puts in like launch agents so that it can reset your default search yeah, right, engine. Right. Um, but cleared all those out, and so it's fine now. But um, it was uh, it was a moment to me that my wife, who I convinced to switch to Max uh, years ago after she had so many Windows viruses, <laughs> that she had, you know, she truly did have a malware problem on her Mac, and yeah. it was like it wasn't the days when I could say, nope, that's impossible. Something else has gone wrong. Like it really was. She got some malware yeah. on her Mac. So well, Hank had, Hank, had, Hank had done that several times when he back when he was using mm-hmm. a Mac. Um, he, I, I mean, in. I think it's just it, it, he doesn't have a thing where he doesn't, you know, his brain doesn't doesn't recognize <laughs> this site is probably going to be bad. Like this is go- going to be a mistake. 
Um, yeah. And so he goes there for like joke videos or whatever he's going there for. And um, it installs and, and like, and also just like that thing where like, like a pop-up there's that pop-up that comes up and, just, and it gives you two options. And I always like, I'm not clicking either one of these things because you know, they could label those buttons, whatever they want to. Yes. So I basically just force quit the browser and start over again. Um, yep. But he doesn't, he didn't know that at the time. I mean, that was a few years ago now since he's had that, he's had a windows machine for a couple of years at least. Um, How do you but, feel about the fact that he's the only windows machine? No problem with that. You're fine with that. Um, no, I have a problem with that. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't, I think it's a piece of crap. He's broken the, um, the power connector on it, uh, mm. two or three times now. Um, I mean, to, into Lenovo's credit, they have actually replaced it. I think they've replaced it twice, uh, out of warranty for free. Um, so that was really nice. Uh, that is nice, but, uh, but <laughs> I, but Apple I would never do. Yeah. But I've had to, uh, well also, but they're, they're like, I don't know. Their, their warranty plans were really lousy. So I didn't, I think I got an extra year, but, um, I think I think I actually had to buy the whole year. Like maybe it was like ninety day, and then I had to buy the rest of the year, if I remember correctly. But uh, it was a oh, while I ago, see. so I can't remember. Um, I may be wrong about that. At any rate, the whole you know, there's a lot of plastic on the machine, and so it break you know for practically for like twelve, thirteen year old, he he will drop it and snap. Yeah. That's it. So. It's not, it's not good. And and we're also, we're on the third, um, power adapter just because they yeah. start, they start getting f- really flaky and then they stop working regardless of whether the, the connector is working or not. I will say to Apple's credit, they have gotten better about power adapters, at least in my experience. Cause they used to, you know, used to have all those fraying issues the way I think some lightning cables still do where they would just, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I no longer have that problem, which is nice with the USB-C. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I don't use USB C. Oh. I'm 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 too old school. But just with the power adapters with more recent okay. pros, okay. they at least got rid of that issue. Well, I I mean the USB C has been has been pretty good. I mean, it, you know, I kind of miss MagSafe, MagSafe, but but um but actually I th- I'm pretty happy with with it. I mean, the other thing about this this MacBook Pro is that the battery life is good enough that I don't really like I take it someplace temporarily and I don't need to plug it in. Yeah, like I'm a record, awesome. I'm recording this podcast right now and you know, for 40 minutes or whatever we're going to do. Um, five hours. Yeah. Five hours. <laughs> it's, it's at, you know, it's at 93%. So, wow. Do you, do you do it unplugged because you have to, to plug your other stuff in? Well, cause I, no, I would just, I would have to go. No, not at all because I would have to buy another power adapter for down here or I'd have to bring yeah. down the power oh, adapter from upstairs. And I just, that's yeah. like, no, it's not worth it. I don't even need to, because like, it's going to be, you know, it's not even going to be lower than 90% by the time we're done. So, you know, I, I use a standing desk most of the time. I have my seated area near me and I unplug the laptop from the big screen and the nicer keyboard, or whatever, and then just use the laptop. But I don't have a plug where I'm sitting because it's like extra motivation to get back up again. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I'm going to need power at some point. Right. Um, I do have some follow up, John. Okay. I wanted to not forget to get to. Um, because we were talking about new phones and you guys like you guys were asking me, hey, do you think you're going to get one of these new phones or any of these newfangled phones going to be interesting? He was like, I think I'm going to sit out this round. And you're like, we'll see about that. <laughs> and then after we uh, hung up, I was like, hey, aren't I on the T-Mobile plan where I can trade out my phone at no cost up to three times a year? And I checked and indeed I am. By the way, three times a year is ridiculous. That is crazy. Um, but um, it's free. So of course I'm going to get the new phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why right. wouldn't why you? Why wouldn't you? Like, yeah. I'm paying something so that I can do that. So, yeah, I changed my answer. I'm going to get the new phone probably. Okay. Well, so now there's a rumor that the, that there is going to be an SE bump at some point 
So Ooh. we'll see. I mean, and I had heard like, you know, I think it earlier the rumor had been like next month, like before the regular phone event, which that's got to be completely wrong. However, um, now there's a rumor that it's going to get a speed bump early next year. So makes sense. That seemed that makes it's, much more, that makes much more sense to me. You have to be careful calling it a speed bump because normally a speed bump slows things down. <laughs> Is that what you do every every time at the forty minute mark? You just <laughs> no, no, like, I <laughs> gotta start gotta start laying down the jokes, <laughs> um, <laughs> looking for an out. <laughs> but if there's a really expensive one, I'm not getting that. Like I have no interest in paying extra to get some pro phone. Like what could it possibly have that makes you want to get it that? Well, it's the you know, fa- it's you know it's Jason Snell's patented Face ID. That's what it is. What if you have to use Jason Snell's face? I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with that. He's a trustworthy guy. <laughs> <laughs>